fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final try to Wolf Pack, what is going on? It is your boy, the Wolf of Roto Street, here at rotostreetjournal.com, where we breed and feed fantasy wolves. I, of course, am here for your Week 7 Rankings Rundown, as we do every Tuesday live on Facebook at 5.30 p.m. Of course, you might be hearing this on Wednesday on the Fantasy Fullback Dive podcast, where we breed and feed fantasy wolves as well, paving your path to 2019 titles. But as we do every single week, I let you all in on you know my behind-the-scenes process, try to give you my thought process on over 100 players as fast as I can, as efficiently as possible, while also giving the live audience a chance to ask any questions you might have entering the week. And as always, we start with quarterback. Let's get right to it so we can get this show on the road and get to the analysis you want. First and foremost, at the top tier, you got guys like Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. I actually like having Russell Wilson above a bunch of these guys, maybe even number one overall, because he's facing off with Lamar Jackson in any type of matchup that is favorable for a shootout, for a style game where it's going to be back and forth and they're going to have to put up their points. Russell Wilson's as good as they come. We've seen this guy go for over 25 and what, three or four straight. He is an absolute beast. Again, I absolutely love Russell Wilson this week. So get him in your lineups. My number one quarterback of the week as of right now, which seems blasphemous when you have Watson and Mahomes balling out like they are. But the matchup for Mahomes is just not quite as juicy. He hasn't been quite the just rocket arm, just spraying it 300 yards, four TDs all over the field that we've become accustomed to. And on Thursday night football, again, the, uh, the Denver Broncos there, one of the hardest matchups for signal callers. Let's pull up the week six matchup calendar. What's up, Austin? Thanks for tuning in, my guy. Uh, you're looking here at number seven, Denver giving up the 30th most points to, to quarterbacks. You got Indy 14th, middle of the pack, Lamar Jackson 16th. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson, 19th or so. So none of these guys have insane matchups. You got to go all the way down to, you know, Kyler Murray here at QB8 uh, to find the, the best really ripe, juicy matchup. But ultimately, uh, these guys are so talented. And when the game script calls for such a back and forth contest, I love Russ. I love Deshaun Watson. And I really like Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't be shocked to see the Chiefs really try to pound it out against the Broncos uh, to just get in and out that tough den defense in Denver. I wouldn't be shocked to see that at all. Denny Jennings, what's up? Rest of season, Rivers or Josh Allen? Allen's schedule next six weeks is cake. And I'd have to say probably Allen, Denny Jennings, especially for those reasons you just mentioned. He gets Miami twice across these next six weeks and just a complete ripe, juicy calendar uh, right there. You got the bye week, so now you got your bye out of the way. Miami, Philly, Washington, Cleveland, Miami. Those six weeks are a complete joke fest. Then it gets tough with Denver and Dallas. Uh, The rest of the season doesn't look so great, but in terms of being in win-now mode, Josh Allen has about as juicy of a calendar as you could ask for between him and John Brown. If I was desperate to win immediately, I would be looking hard and long at Josh Allen for sure. Ultimately, though, we're worried about week seven here on the show, not just rest of season. You got to have Kyler Murray, in my opinion, up there at QB5. Um, I I cut the tier off again, the big four, Russell, Watson, Jackson, and Mahomes in order right there. And then five, Kyler Murray. I mean, we saw that area really come into its own with that juicy matchup against Atlanta. Uh, You know, Matt Ryan facing off against the Rams. Maybe this is the week Goff gets it back on track. Uh, you're saying keep on with Will Fuller. My good God, Sal. That's a tough one, huh? I mean, three drops that could have gone for over 100 yards and three TDs on the day had he secured those. All three of them were touchdown balls. All three of them bounced off his hands. So goddamn frustrating to see happen. Uh, so, Sal, I, you know, that sucks. But, yeah, I think you got to keep rolling the guy out there. Watson's balling. Indy has a weak secondary. Their safeties are still banged up. They're just, a, again, a few drops away from that guy having another just 40-something point day. I think he can get back on track. 
And I'm not going to have Matt Ryan below Goff. I mean, that would be just blasphemous. In fact, I have a hard time having Matt Ryan below really anyone. Tlaib now put on IR. They then trade Peters. That secondary has nobody out there anymore. And we know Goff is likely to put up his points. He's at his best against a weak pass rush. And we saw Matt Ryan. I mean, that team cannot get to a passer, not even against Kyler Murray and that awful Arizona line could they get there and uh, we saw Watson carve these guys up so giving Goff time will finally lead to a big day in my opinion between him and Kyler Murray it's a toss-up uh, but Dak Prescott also a juicy matchup against Philadelphia now his risk though is will he have Amari Cooper will he have his true number one who's been so crucial to his success that's a big question mark uh, we're not sure exactly who's going to be rolled out there for um, the, the Cowboys wide receivers so I, I, I like him here at eight. If you know we hear any more about Cooper's status, he could get right up here in these top six QBs as one of those elite must-start tier guys. I do like Carson Wentz a little bit more than what we're seeing here. Again, Aaron Rodgers, one of the most overrated quarterbacks in fantasy this week. Uh, Tommy Brady down here at 11 seems a bit low. I'm going to bump him up facing a Jet secondary that can be had quite easily. The only risk with Brady is will he be needed the entire game. Now Josh Allen at Miami, I got to bump him up uh, even ahead of Goff, my number seven quarterback for the week because they get just destroyed not only through the air but also on the ground. Miami's been giving up the most rushing points to touch uh, to any uh, running back, and now Josh Allen operating as kind of a you know a low end RB two in that sense. Great touchdown rushing upside there. I could see him running in for not one but two scores. That's got to be you know actually up to my QB six of the week. I'd probably even put him in above Kyler Murray. I don't know. That's risky. I have those two actually in a league, so I'm going to go back and forth, especially with Murray off his best game as a pro. I don't know if I could keep him on my bench, but I love the. This kind of wraps up my high-end QB1s. You know, you got your Elite 5 there, Matt Ryan rounding out the top five, then 6 Allen, 7 Murray, Jared Goff there at 8, Dak Prescott at 9, Wentz 10, uh, and Tom Brady. I'm just hoping that Wentz game back and forth, a ton of the you know implications for that game. Uh, so I, I really hope that game becomes a shootout-style game for both his value and Dak Prescott as well, and I really think it will. Looking now ahead... I mean, I do this every week, but Rodgers continues to be perennially overrated each and every week. I know he looked better this week. He had a good connection there. If Devontae Adams comes back, I'm willing to send him right back up the the rankings. But I still think he's going to be my overplay of the week, my way way too high QB of the week. Uh, I can't have Rodgers in my top, you know, 12 right now as a top 10 guy in the ECR. Just way too high in my opinion. Uh, but now it's starting to get even uglier after him. These are like your high-end QB2s. Don't love Kirk Cousins. That's going to be such a run-heavy script, the, the matchups there uh, with Detroit getting destroyed on the ground. But then a tougher secondary, so I don't think Cousins is going to light any fires this week. I do could I could see a decent day from Brissett. Now, Minshew does have Cincinnati giving up, I believe, the most points to, to QBs. So as a streamer, you could have Minshew on your radar, especially for the bye weeks. But I agree, Denny Jennings. Until I see Adams there, I I can't have confidence in Aaron Rodgers. And even when he was there, again, two out of his three games with Devontae Adams were under 230 pass yards. So it's not like that's like a end-all, be-all cure here that's going to suddenly fix this guy. I do like Flacco a little more to stream. Uh, Stafford, though, he's been rock solid. I'd have him above Philly Rivers, but this kind of wraps up like the last usable QB ones. Danny Jones, my 12. They do have Patrick Peterson coming back for Arizona, so that's going to make things a bit tougher, but they're still everywhere else in their secondary is completely exploitable. So just go away from Patrick Peterson and you got yourself a winning formula. Uh, Garoppolo at Washington, definitely a cake matchup. Just they, how much are they going to need him when their running game is effect- so effective as they've been all year? That's really the risk with Garoppolo. Uh, but then again, Rodgers, 14, you know, just. The talent is there. Showed a nice rapport with Lazard this week, so maybe he could get himself back and rolling. Brissett at 15, Minshew 16, Rivers at 17. You've got to have something that you can use on that list. But other than that, I mean, looking down here, Darnold at New England, I mean, I love Darnold's rest of season outlook, but ultimately, you know, maybe he gets a few here. He, he thrived in a tough matchup against Dallas, but I ultimately do not trust him 
Uh, I would not want him in my lineups. It, it, these are tough matchups. Bridgewater against Chicago. Keenum at San Fran, horrible matchup. New Orleans has really turned that pass defense on. If I'm looking to stream from any of these shit piles, it might be Ryan Tannehill. He had 13 of 15 completions this week. Really sparked that offense when he came in late. I know that's hideous. Just absolutely hideous to even recommend. But ultimately, I mean, we're talking about the desperation, desperation, like two QB style leagues if you truly need him. And that's going to kind of wrap up those top QBs there. Let's look at running back. Other questions, get those questions in, folks. That's why we do them live. Uh, so you're saying, keep. oh, no, we missed that one. Sick, Josh Allen banking on him. Sal, totally with you. I, I think this could be a great week, especially because of those uh, rushing points. Wolf is the man. Thank you. I'm 5-1 and one with your advice. 10-man league, only girl. That's what I love to hear, Brandy. Does that mean uh, you're in first place there? I hope you're dominating the men. Uh, and I, I'm glad that we've been of help to you, Brandy. And I'm happy you're back here for this live show. We've missed you on our other live shows, Brandy. Got to get you over here. Got to get you to all the different shows we do throughout the week. Uh, but I want you to dominate that league for sure. Let's go with it. Roll Josh Allen. High upside cakewalk schedule equals league winning move with you, Duck. Uh, the Wolf is great. Happy to work with him at RSJ. And we're happy to have you. The Duck has made some fantastic calls. If you guys aren't listening, this guy's advice. You missed out on Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Dalvin Cook. I mean, I, I sing your praises all day, Doc. You've had some great calls other than, of course, Corey motherfucking Davis. What a bonehead play that was. Otherwise, let's, let's move on from that. Dalvin Cook at Detroit. I mean, let's look at the matchup calendar here for running backs. It's as juicy as they come. If Detroit, I'm not mistaken, I believe they're giving up the fourth most points to running backs. Let's pull it up here. I always love looking at this as I go. Um, so week seven, McCaffrey, your, your number one horse of the week every single week is on by uh, Detroit giving up the third most points. I stand corrected. Dalvin Cook, what a beastly schedule. Uh, this guy, look at the, the rest of the season schedule for Cook. Detroit third, Washington eighth, Kansas City fifth. I mean, not a top 15 matchup until Seattle in week 13. And then right after, he's got three bottom 10 defenses. I mean, this guy is going to be, he's already been a league winner. As long as he stays healthy, my good God, you got to love Dalvin Cook's season-long upside. Nobody other than Christian McCaffrey I'd rather have in fantasy, to be honest. And that's why I'm going to blow all my fab load this week on Alex Madison, just in case anything happens. This schedule, that zone-blocking scheme would make him a season winner. I'm getting ready to just open up the wallet on that guy. Uh, D'India asking, who do you like Hunter rest of the season, Hunter Henry or Evan Ingram? I think I got to go with Ingram. I love the athleticism. I think Daniel Jones hasn't shown us his best yet. I, I will take a quick peek at the schedule for you. Um, not that I over overrate strength of schedule, but definitely at this point we have a good grasp on who we could um, you know, really see thrive here. Now you got Arizona this week for Evan Ingram. I mean, that's a surefire 30-point day. Like you don't want to pass up on that. The schedule does stiffen up quite a bit afterwards. Hunter Henry, meanwhile, nice matchup against uh, Tennessee this week. Rest of season looks pretty juicy as well. Oakland twice. Uh, Kansas City 6. I still got to go with Evan Ingram. I think he's a better athlete, more of a, a focal point of that offense. I know as good as Hunter Henry was this week, if I had the option to sell one or the other, and I, I mean, good for you to own both D'India, I would sell Hunter Henry before I would sell uh, Evan Ingram. <laughs> Duckworth knew it was coming. Um, let's get to running backs, though. So Dalvin Cook, third most points to running backs. There's really not much of a debate there. We're going to see that classic 122 TD day. Uh, Barkley coming back against Arizona should be playing. I couldn't have uh, Leonard Fournette ever above uh, Zeke or Barkley. Although I will say, you know, I've been so down on Leonard Fournette all year. And ultimately, the guy is balling. I mean, the volume's there. He doesn't look great with it. He's averaging like, what, 3.6 yards per carry or, you know, stupid shit like that. But the volume just continues to be there. So you got to feel decent about his outlook moving forward. Now, week seven, you know, what running backs? Let me get back to the matchup calendar. Who has the juicy, juicy matchups of the week? Um, so obviously Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, since he given up the most points on the ground. Uh, so you got to have a good feeling about Fournette getting into the end zone twice. Maybe I do need to put him up here with that elite tier. And, and yeah, Zeke against Philly makes me nervous, but they do give up a fair amount of receiving yards and receptions to running backs right now. Uh, so even if Zeke Elliott, you know, that, that run D is probably going to give him some fits as they've given every single running back they've faced fits, uh, 
Uh, ultimately, he'll be involved as a receiver. He's averaged over almost six targets per game these last few weeks before he had been getting pulled off for those. I like the Zeke workhorse outlook moving forward. I think that, you know, you feel more secure in his volume. Sal saying, Eckler or James White, half PPR. This guy, Gordon, coming back has killed the Chargers chemistry or whatever you call it. I know, Sal, it's been real tough. That, that backfield's become a nightmare. And most likely, I'm going to be leaning James White claw there. But let's look through the rankings and make sure of that for you. Um, in terms of juicy matchups for the week, though, uh, not a ton for our top options at running back. Um, Carson, you know, 15th most points, Baltimore, giving up a lot of rushing scores. David Johnson against the Giants, I think that one has to be moved up, giving up the 11th most points. Um, I'd have him, how could you not have him in your top five this week? Kamara banged up and facing a tough Chicago D. I don't know how much of a, you know, a piece of that I'd want. So I'm going to bump him down a little bit here. I don't love Bell against New England, giving up 31st most points. I'm going to bump him down a little bit. But how is Henry as high as he is here? I mean, the guy has been so inconsistent, even though he's getting the volume. I mean, that's always been the excuse, always been the cop-out for this guy. Uh, but ultimately, hasn't been happening. I really like Josh Jacobs this week. I'd have him above all these guys. He's fresh off a 26-touch day. You know, Gruen's going to want to keep that ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hand. And Green Bay's given up, you know, the fifth most points. I want to say two running backs. Let's scroll through. Not Kansas City giving up that much, uh, but where is Josh Jacobs? Oh, Green Bay's even easier. The fourth most points to running backs uh, there. So tough matchup for Bell and tough matchup for Jones. Surprisingly, Oakland giving up the 25th most points. Although they did lose Vontez Burfitt for the season, they've been a little bit softer since losing him. Henry does get the Chargers, who we just saw get destroyed by James Conner is a good bet to score and rebound. I do like if Tannehill's the quarterback. That offense looked a whole hell of a lot more efficient. Now, Kamara, the one thing of caution, you know, Chicago only giving up. They're right in the middle of the pack, and that's because they give up a lot of running back receptions. And we know Kamara among the best in the game at running back receptions there. <laughs> Denny Jennings, Zeke, no yards for you. Good luck with that one, my dude. Uh, Eagles fan. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Um, Zeke's going to get his, but especially through the air, in my opinion. Um, Tennessee giving up, you know, the 26 most points. So you asked about Eckler, Sal. I, I can't feel great about recommending him against a tough Rundy that's played really strong this year. And as you mentioned, Melvin Gordon being back does not make matters any easier. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think Melvin Gordon's significantly overrated as the 14th ranked running back right now. Um, Gurley does get Atlanta. I think he needs to get a decent bump up for that. Where are you, Gurley? I mean, they're ranking him like he's not playing. So I imagine that ECR is going to change heavily. But he'd be right up here in my top 10 running backs. And if he sits, Malcolm Brown, I know he's lackluster. I know you're probably not a fan of what happened on, you know, 11 carries, 40 yards. But Atlanta represents the perfect get-right matchup. I got to have Ingram above it. You know, Aaron Jones, what a fiasco that's become. Every week Jamal Williams plays, you're holding your breath. And then Williams gets the touchdowns, Williams gets the receptions. Jones drops just a beautiful dime right into his hands, fumbles the ball. Just Nothing went right. Now, could he get right again? Of course he could, but he is just too inconsistent and volatile. Uh, much more of an RB2 than the RB1 I really thought we were about to get the rest of season. Other than that, let's keep looking at these matchups here for your RBs. Um, I do want to see what is Carlos Hyde. I think Indy's given up a, a very generous amount to running backs. 23rd, actually not that great. Tevin Coleman getting to Washington this week, that's a juicy matchup. I, I got to like these 49er running backs. Coleman in particular uh, has been thriving. I love Philip Lindsay, Kansas City, giving up the fifth most points. And that guy's been just balling out. He's got a stranglehold on that goal line roll. So I really like him. Um, so again, it's going, you know, just to recap that top 10, Cook easily at number one. Barkley, I really think, comes back in a big way. Number two, Zeke three, Fournette four. Uh, two spots lower than ECR, but definitely multi-touchdown upside against Cincy, giving up the first most points. David Johnson at 5, 11th most points to the Giants. Uh, David Johnson should ball out as he has been all year. Chris Carson at 6 against Baltimore. 
Or, of course, Alvin Kamara. These are my like tier two, still RB1s. Le'Veon Bell at eight facing New England. Josh Jacobs at nine. Then we got Gurley, Lindsey Ingram, Tevin Coleman, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones. Rounding out my top 15 running backs. Joe Mixon. I mean, how does he keep working his way into the experts' top, you know, anything? The guy is a complete fucking bag of shit. Uh, Devonta Freeman, meanwhile, coming off his highest snap total of the year, 71% of the snaps as compared to 21% for Edo Smith. Where is uh, where is our guy Freeman here? 10th most points the Rams are giving up. Um, definitely a potential shootout, which means more volume coming for Freeman in the past game. He's got that role completely on lock. <coughs> we also saw Edo Smith returning kicks this week. Uh, let's get Brita up a bit. I mean, again, any of these guys belong above Joe Mixon. What a fucking trash bag that piece of shit's been all year. Um, I'm going to cut this tier off, though, at Freeman, who's emerged as that high-end RB2. Uh, where's Marlon Mack? Yeah, he's got to be a little bit higher here. Houston's been better against the run, but that guy has been a beast all year. Um I put him even above Freeman. Whenever he's played, I mean, 170-type rush yard days are always a possibility. They're going to want to keep the ball out of Deshaun Watson's hand, which means script, let's go Marlon Mack. Uh, So, yeah, I I like Marlon Mack. Five spots more than the ECR here uh, as of right now. Now, James White against the Jets, I could definitely see, you know, all we would need is a couple drives better than Austin Eckler. So let's bump him up. Um, I could definitely see a lot of dump-offs happening there. Uh, Melvin Gordon, again, I, I don't love this backfield. I'd rather have Carlos Hyde in my lineup right now, which I know is sickening to any owners. Um, but he's been getting you know 20-plus touches a week inside one of the better offensive leagues. And even if you want to swallow back puke while he carries the ball, the guy is getting it done um, you know, in terms of fantasy output. I don't hate Royce Freeman this week. Would I actually play him above Melvin Gordon? Probably not. But as a you know RB twenty five right there, I think th- this is you know we're looking at here: Breida, Mixon, White, Michelle, Gordon, Hyde. Like these are your upside flexes. I think Eckler can go in there, um, and, and I wouldn't be shocked to see a more of an Eckler day than a Gordon day with that team more susceptible via the pass. Um, continuing down the list here. Now it's starting to get ugly. I see we got some good questions coming in. Duckworth, I was waiting for you to get to Jacobs. His schedule's amazing. League-winning trade target. Duckworth, you're you're reading my mind. I prepared like a document for tonight. I'm going on another podcast, actually, JDF Sports Live Broadcast. If you guys don't follow them, check out JDF tonight. I'll share it on our Roto Street Journal page. But at 7.30 tonight, I'll be going live with those guys. We're going to be breaking out some strength of schedule, some waiver wire targets. Uh, and then just answering lives that starts. Uh, they do a show called The Fantasy Egos, which has a great interaction. I'm excited. I'm thrilled to go on that show tonight. So any of my fans out there that are free at 7.30, we're going to have a great show. Uh, and check out the broadcast tomorrow, if not. Um, what about Mac? Are you asking about Marlon Mack? I think I just covered that for you, Austin. I hope so. But, Duck, you're absolutely right. That that schedule for our Jacobs, ridiculous. And he's fresh off a 26-carry uh, day. I really think that the second half of the year, we're going to get that true RB1 elite workhorse out of Jacobs. Down here, though, we've gotten to the shit pile of running backs. So now it's like, you know, who do we take flyers on when we get this low? I wouldn't be shocked to see Montgomery stumble his ass into the end zone, similar to Jordan Howard. So I have those guys higher. You got to have Frank Gore a bit higher. The old man has been getting it done in Miami, giving up the most points on the ground. Uh, he's been that clear cut number one featured back. Now, I do expect Devin Singletary back. And so I'm going to have him a bit higher than the ECR, both him and Gore, seven and five spots respectively higher. But let's see Singletary really get it done. He could be an intriguing trade target, though. As we've mentioned, the Buffalo Bills schedule, complete joke. Between him, the Jets have got a great joke schedule. Um, so a lot of guys out there in the Raiders as well, just complete cream puffs. Um, let's continue on here. I mean, Shady, Damian Williams, that's become just one of the bigger fantasy nightmares of the year, right? Uh, it's awful. Oh, Aaron Jones had me sweating this week, Brandy. Wasn't that awful when he dropped that? I was screaming at the TV too. That was just brutal. Jones will bounce back. Believe the hype, says Austin. And he could be a nice buy low. Uh, again, four touchdowns. He's had that goal line roll on 
um, on lockdown there, Mac Money McDonald's, the Mac Crib. I think you're talking about Marlon Mac. I still don't even know exactly who you're talking about here, Austin, but I like the nicknames for whoever it is. I love the hype man. You got to just walk around hyping whoever this is up uh, every single week. I'm going to bump Madison up, actually, as like my Hail Mary of the week. Again, Detroit, third most points to running backs. If this game gets out of hand early, I could see Madison getting a, a heavy, you know, he had 16 carries this week as to 18 for Dalvin Cook. When they get that lead early, they kind of close games out with Madison. Uh, didn't get into the end zone, but I could definitely see some weeks coming forward. I'd rather have him than, you know, Damian Williams this week. That's going to be my Hail Mary play. And again, a guy I'm blowing as much waiver money as it takes to get let AP play. Uh, San Fran, though, I mean, that's tough right there. Now, Chris Thompson's going to be out, so I'll bump him up a little bit. And Miles Sanders getting some good receiving work. So Dallas, I can see that. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm avoiding these Chiefs running backs. If any of them were going to go off, I'd say Shady. I have a better bet than uh, Damian Williams. He's been getting the highest volume, and he's been by far the most productive guy there. Thompson dealing with turf toe, so I'm going to X him out of here. Uh, really, we've already reached like the, the usable part of running back. So I'm going to cut this tier off, and we're going to get to wide receivers um, here. Uh, these are like the last possible use guys. Um, uh, unless, again, of course, if Gurley's out, then Malcolm Brown will fly right up into this you know top 20 running back range, despite disappointing you last week. Ton of upside. Um, I think Ito Smith has a better bet to come into some usable value than really anyone down here. I do want to shout out Mark Walton. Uh, shout him out, baby, Mark Walton. Guy did start the game, though. Had, a, what, 10 touches, was by far the most efficient back. He could see his workload ratchet up a little bit. Now, Buffalo, not the easiest of matchups, but any type of starting running back is worth rostering. I mean, Jamal Williams might be a little bit too low, just considering how you know how involved he's been every week he's been active might be mind-numbing but he does look you know he gets the positive yards I think Rex Burkhead deserves a nice little bump up um a decent touchdown upside there for the Burke if he plays Edmonds has been getting it done I, I like the role he's carving out for himself there uh so that kind of caps off the even you know who could you even consider I can't consider Henderson unless Gurley's out. These are just more stash and watch. Let's see what happens there. Alrighty, wide receiver time. Your target hogs, your alphas, your number one receivers. Who should be at the top of your list? We've got some big guns uh, in terms of Chris Godwin, Mike Evans off the table with them on by this week. A few other teams on by too. Including the Panthers. Uh, so you got to account for some of these guys that will be missing time this week. We're going to switch the matchup calendar here and go over to wide receivers. I mean, yeah, Lindsey, again, a decent by far play against the, that Kansas City team, giving up a ton of points on the ground. That's the recipe to beat them. And uh, you can't imagine any team at this point hasn't seen that. You saw Hyde last week, Mac the week before. You've got to keep that ball out of Mahomes' hands. So Lindsey, Royce, I think they're going to get as much work as they can handle this week. Patriots going down Monday night. Dorfin, come on, man. How high are you right now? Like, I, what type of weed are you smoking? Send it my way. I'd love to legit rip that uh, down a fat bowl of that stuff because that could be uh, some really strong Gorilla Glue or something crazy. I have no idea. All right, week seven for wide receivers. The top big guns don't have the best of matchups. Hill, 28th most points. Mike Thomas, the 30th against Chicago. Keenan Allen squaring off with Tennessee. And that guy's been a bag of garbage. Uh, anyways, under 50 yards last few weeks. Could this be the DeAndre Hopkins finally explosion week at 14th most points there? Definitely the easiest matchup of your big names. But Cooper Cup getting Atlanta, who've been getting destroyed by every single wide receiver that's ever existed. Amari Cooper, if uh, if he's active, and is there a blurb on him? Was he practicing thigh bruise? Uh, doesn't require a long-term absent that Cooper will try to return. So we'll find out for him. We saw him destroy the Eagles last year once he got traded. So definitely a potential option there. Um, you got Odell on by this week. Oh, Brown's on by. Let's get to the rankings. I'm going to put Cooper Cup right here at the top. I know he's off a dud, but this guy has been one of the top scoring weekly wide receivers and gets as cake of a matchup as you could possibly ask for. Um, Amari Cooper, let's rank him as if he's playing. 
Uh, and if that's the case, I'm going to have him right there at four. And I'm going to cut this tier off. I know Thomas has been getting it done in any matchup with any quarterback, but ultimately, uh, Chicago's a different beast. Tyree Kill, uh, even on 50% of the snaps, doing a Tyree Kill style day, two touchdowns, you know, 25 points. <laughs> Dorfman, I'm glad you appreciate that one. You got to be absolutely shitting me with that comment, though. Uh, other than that, let's keep looking here. I think Cooks, I mean, could easily be in line for a finally type of big day. Oh, T.Y. Hilton against Houston. Let's be real here, folks. I mean, that's just like chalk city. Every time T.Y. Hilton faces Houston, he literally rips them to absolute shreds. Uh, no ifs, ands, or about. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's, it's a guarantee this guy's going to be streaking down the field and going so deep. Uh, so, yeah, give me T.Y. Hilton. I like Lockett, Baltimore, giving up a fair amount of points. I think they're right around 15, 10th most points to wide receivers. So not too bad there. Um, not too shabby. Now, of course, if Adams plays at Oakland, you got to fire this guy up. Uh, he would rank, what, top you know six right here, maybe five. But you you got to wait and see on that. And the Gallup, I think, deserves a bump up. Philadelphia, the most points to wide receivers. I'd rather have him than, than Keenan in right now. Keenan in a tough matchup, and he, he's been just a dud lately. You gotta feel decent about Julian Edelman, slot Maven. Just great bet either every week for eight to nine catches, right around ninety yards. The Jets fifteenth, so middle of the pack right there. Uh, but again, yeah, Hugh T.Y. Hilton, great matchup. Adam Thielen, nineteenth uh, most points, low volume. Now Diggs is starting to take back over. I really love the matchup this week for all your uh, your Rams, and I think again with that protection. Uh, with that bad D-line, I really like to get all my Rams in my lineup. Where's Robbie Woods? Bobby Woods. There you are. Uh, I'm going to get these guys all bumped up. I will have Edelman above them both and Edelman above Gallup. Uh, so it goes Cup, Hopkins, Hilton, Julio, Cooper if he plays because that matchup's just too juicy. Followed by Tyreek Hill, Mike Thomas, Tyler Lockett, Jules Edelman at 9, Gallup 10. So top 10 week for Michael Gallup, folks. Cooks and Woods, 11 and 12 with that juicy matchup against Atlanta. Yeah, I do I do think Goff's going to bounce back for, you know, top five QB week. Uh, again, they need that protection, and no, Atlanta's been the worst team at generating pass rush. Shit, I have Patriots defense. They put up more points than my running back and wide receiver. They've been insane, Brandy. I think they might be uh, the biggest, uh, you know, monsters of the season. They might be the third or fourth most points in the year in terms of total fantasy points. Take the week off, Amari. Share the pack, says Austin. I love that comment. I haven't even you know pumped it up. But if you haven't liked the broadcast yet, my good God, what are you doing? If you haven't shared out the broadcast, I would greatly appreciate it. That's how we get our views to spike, our numbers to spike, so that we can do this full-time and be even better for you guys. Because uh, right now we're still just grinding it out as the lower men. So Austin, I appreciate that if you shared it. Anyone who's willing to share it, uh, if you have fantasy football groups you're a part of, it means the world to us. Praying for Adam's toe. I mean, seriously, he's got to get that toe ready. So I know Julio's always top three, but what the hell is up? I, I don't know. I mean, got 100 yards this week, so you don't want to be too whiny there, Brandy, because then the fantasy gods are going to get pissed at you. Uh, but he's just a beast. He's such a talent. He's got another decent matchup against the Rams, and they're secondary now. Again, no more Peters to leave on the IR. They're going to be completely banged up. That's going to be a, um, a, a massive Massive blow-up game. Way too wrong, Kenji. The roads are always open in Minnesota. I mean, yeah, we just saw Alshon Jeffrey. So I think you're 100% right there, Duck. Uh, it was just a matter of I hadn't gotten to him yet. So, Duck, I'm with you. I don't think Xavier Rhodes is a matchup to avoid anymore. Uh, and Galladay, I'd maybe even rather have him in than Keenan right now. Uh, they got 20, 121 yard day. They're scheming up tons of volume for him. I'll put him in that that low end wide receiver one conversation. Okay, Gallup, that shocking name, but definitely deserving, definitely worthy. Let's get John Brown bumped up a little bit. Uh, DJ Chark though against Cincinnati. Phew, the guy's the number five receiver in fantasy. We're not going to respect him and treat him that way. Uh, definitely has to be in your top you know wide receiver one consideration. Uh, I would have John Brown right there at 17. Larry Fitz against the Giants. I think they've been you know, especially weak against the slot. So let's get that guy bumped up here. Tyler Boyd's risky. It you know, comes down to a few things. Is A.J. Green going to play? Is Jalen Ramsey going to play? So I don't love Tyler Boyd this week. A lot of variables going in there. I do love Cortland Sutton against a banged up 
uh, Kansas City secondary, and you know Emmanuel Sanders banged up around him, and the Kansas City defense, yeah, only the 20th most points, two wide receivers are actually not quite as bad as you'd think, but still, I, I love the matchup there for him. Allen Robinson is tricky because he's been a monster all year, uh, and I like him above guys like Boyd. Will Fuller, I guess I'm a little lower on at 24 spots below, but how can you trust the guy with this bad new case of the dropsies? So Allen Robinson, what I want to say, though, Marshawn Lattimore will be shadowing him all game. And since the, uh, the the Saints have gone to that type of defense where they really manned up and used their talent the right way, Lattimore has been unstoppable. Uh, so ultimately, Robinson's going to be tricky to trust. Depends on that QB situation as well. He's actually better with Chase Daniels than he is Mitch Trubisky. Other guys to note and bump up. Uh, I mean, Golden Tate. Which one of these guys is going to draw Patrick Peterson? I don't think it's going to be Golden Tate, so I'm significantly higher on him. The squeaky wheel got greased, but not a humongous fan of Stephon Diggs. Uh, that screams sell high, in my opinion. I think Alshon Jeffrey off a 12-target day. He's really become that go-to for Carson Wentz. Definitely underrated in these rankings. Uh, Calvin Ridley's shootout-style game could definitely be a bet to find the end zone again. I don't know if there's anyone more overrated than Josh Gordon who might not play anyways, but, uh, well, I guess not below uh, Marquez Valdez fucking scantling. Um, I got a lot of guys I'd have above that bag of dirt, starting with Robbie Anderson getting deep. Again, he's going to probably get shadowed by Gilmore, so I don't love that matchup by any stretch of the imagination. Tyrell Williams, that's got a little disrespectful. The guy's scored in, you know, every week but one. Uh, I know Green Bay secondary, a tough matchup, but Tyrell should definitely be higher amongst these rankings. Scary Terry, uh, what a tricky guy to rank. I'm intrigued to hear what you guys think on him. He had a huge day, over 100 yards, two TDs. But now San Fran, they've locked down every wide receiver they faced. They've locked down you know every team they faced ultimately. So I don't love Scary Terry this week. Um, Cortland's been going off except this week, and he still didn't have a bad week, Brandy. So yeah, I'm a I'm a huge Cortland Sutton fan. The way he's been playing this year, um, definitely needs some respect. I'm gonna cut that tier off there though, um, and then add a tier. And now we're Atunes. What's up, man? A little late to the party today, huh? Where you been, brother? Um, looking down here, I wouldn't be surprised. Sanders is expected to play now, so let's get him bumped up a little bit. Uh, again, you know they're gonna have to put up their points. I like Sutton more, but Sanders definitely a viable weekly option too. Uh, Crowder, you know, target hog mode could be the the, the higher type of volume target. Definitely above again MBS. Like I don't see why he's so high. I get they're giving up the fifth most points to wide receivers. Oakland is. But ugh, I don't know. And then you're looking at, you know, the, the cute Chiefs wide receivers, who it is every week, which one's going to show up. Give me Muhammad Sanu against these guys with the, the higher floor. Um, I'd rather have Marvin Jones in my lineup. Hell, even Auden Tate, 12 targets this week, uh, really absorbing that number two role quite well. So that all this is, of course, uh, contingent on our status here of uh, – AJ Green, because obviously Auden Tate gets moved right to the bench, if that's the case. If he's out there, I should say. Uh, other than that, you know, who down here? Maybe Myers, if we get a banged up. Uh, we got Allison banged up right now. Um, so let's take him out there. He's in concussion protocol. I wouldn't expect him out there. I'm really looking at, you know, who else on the Cowboys, especially if Amari Cooper is out, could make some noise, could do some damage. I don't love a whole lot of these options. So give me a guy. You know, where's Randall Cobb? Chase, 89. Like, that could be a Hail Mary. Obviously, over, you know, Miles Boykin. Jeez. Um, Robert Frost. Uh, Robert Frost. Robert Foster. Now that uh, Zay Jones has been moved, could step up into two wide receiver sets. Gets Miami, who could definitely get beat taken deep. So if I'm looking at Hail Marys, I'm definitely bumping a lot of these guys up my rankings. Darius Slayton against Arizona could be a potential stream. I mean, how could you go back to Demarcus Robinson at this point? Um, I don't like Pettis. 
I'll put Cutie up a little higher. Historically has dominated Indianapolis. So this is, you know, we're in dart range. You saw how fast these dropped off. Like we're in dart range territory already. You know it's not going to be Corey Davis towards the top of anybody's type of rankings. Um, let's bump down that. Yeah. So there we go. Westbrook, 39. Valdez Canton, 40. Parker has been a decent touchdown threat. I like, again, Foster, though, above a lot of these guys as a potential streamer. Bobby Foster. Uh, any Buffalo guy, really. Um, maybe I'm wrong on him. And let me know if you know anything more about them at all. Would you go Cortland or Jeffrey this week, asked Brandy. I think I'd have to go Cortland, and I really do like Jeffrey and what we saw there, those 12 targets. But that's what I got. I just got to work listening in the car. Oh, thanks, Tunes. Sorry to uh, <laughs> call you out there um, if you, you were out here. Marquise Brown, let's cut him out because I don't think he's playing this week. If he plays, Marquise Brown will slide right around these 30s or so uh, for wide receivers. Maybe it's a week for Marquise Goodwin to stream. Like You're just looking at flyers here, and it's ugly. And I, I know I'm going to be looking at flyers because I got Godwin on by, Curtis Samuel, his replacement on by. So if AJ Green doesn't play, I'm going to be looking right at this trash heap. Uh, but again, Randall Cobb. Uh, is Tavon Austin down here? So maybe you know he gets a decent bump. I would have, you know, Philip Dorsett might be back this week, so I'd have him a little higher. Keyshawn Johnson's seen a lot of snaps. Uh, has not done nearly anything with them, but that's a, a maybe a viable stream. Uh, again, Corey Davis, get the fuck out of my face. What a disgusting piece of shit. It's ugly out here, folks. Humphreys, you know, had a, showed a nice rapport with Tannehill, so if he's the guy, you know, seven points... You're looking for desperation here, uh, you know. Robert Fawcett. Th this is just like pure, pure ugly desperation and hopelessness. If you're just trying to stream a guy, so let's go for the big plays here, the bad defenses to target. Uh, and maybe that could be Debo Samuel against Washington. I go Goodwin first, but yeah, I'm trying to look. Is there any other deep threats or you know deep sleepers? Jerome Brown had two touchdowns, but you can't really see that happening again. You, you got your no-name wide receivers for the Cardinals. You don't know which one's going to show up. So, yeah, I think that just about wraps up my wide receivers. Maybe Alan Lazard, who outplayed Marquez Val Valdez-Scantling. So if you're desperate, uh, Aaron Rodgers has raved about this guy. That could be your Hail Mary play of the week is Alan Lazard. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever trust something named Lazard in my lineup, but had four catches for 75 yards and a TD all in the fourth quarter this week when they needed someone most. They benched the guys in front of him. They put him in, and he performed. He gets a great matchup against Oakland. So if Adams is out, if Allison's uh, concussion lingers, then Lazard could be a sneaky, intriguing play here. Um I probably would have to play Demarcus Robinson over all these guys just because it's the Chiefs, even in a tough matchup. He keeps getting balls sailed right over his head, but they're inches away from connecting on another big one every every week, it seems. Uh, let's just throw him up there, Devontae Parker, for the touchdown upside. And that Byron Pringle, you know, that was a fun ride while it lasted. But I don't really like anything else I'm seeing here. No real other streams. You know, David Moore... Could he be a touchdown guy? Sure, he's been that, but like that touchdown a bust. So yeah, that's that's it for wide receivers. I'll trim down that list in a little bit. Let's get to tight end this week. Um, other questions. I was debating last week with them too. Should have went Jeffrey, but pulled out the win. I'm glad Brandy. That was tricky though. A tough matchup against Minnesota versus a. a Fairly decent matchup for Sutton. I would have done the same there. What do you think of Cole Beasley? He's been sneaking in a lot of 12-point games. They're playing Miami. Toons, I, I don't know why I didn't have him higher. I'm glad you pointed him out. Because he's been their target leader uh, right alongside John Brown most week. And I have Foster getting bumped up. Where's Beasley? Yeah, Beasley has to get higher in these rankings. Um, over Lazard, over... Yeah, he's... You know, right up there in my top 40 guys. I think Beasley could easily be streamed this week, um, given the matchup, given the, the volume that he generally sees. Hell, I, I might even have him. I think Vada Sandlin does belong up here with so many injuries around him. Um, and so does Westbrook. 
and Beasley. That, that's kind of where I would cut that style of list off. Maybe even get your Chiefs guys in there because any, any given week you could have a monster game with those. Let's get to tight ends as Brandy is requesting. With Disley Dunn, who to pick up? Witten, Ebron, Knox, Davis, Doyle, or Burton? Ooh, let's find out. Uh, this week for the matchups, you're just that. There's no real like stalwart on that list. There's no one there that I'm like, oh, that guy's gonna emerge as a an every week viable threat. So you're just playing matchups, Denny Jennings, and I'm not sure out of all those guys who has the best of the matchups this week. My gut's telling me maybe Ebron against Kansas City, but let's find out what we have here. So Arizona against Ingram, I mean that's gonna be. Just sheer destruction as long as Ingram's out there. And if not, then maybe you're looking at Red Ellison uh, if you're that desperate. But Evan Ingram has to be right up there with your top tight ends. Um, Kittle, you know, Washington, 14th most, Denver, 24th. Is Kelsey overrated? Like, does he need to be your weekly tight end one? He's been right around 10, 11, not your first rounder style numbers for him. Uh, so that's going to be my top tier. I'll leave Hooper in there. Uh, we've seen Ertz have monstrous days against Dallas too, just in terms of receptions. And I believe Dallas has given up like the seventh or eighth most points to tight ends. Down to 13th now because they have a couple good weeks. But again, Ingram, Andrew Seattle has been actually getting bled against the tight end. So let me bump him up a little bit. What's the Rams doing against the tight end uh, for our guy, Big Dick Hoops? 12th most points, so another good matchup. For the hoops, decent matchups for tight ends. This might be a double tight end week on DraftKings or in your flex. Uh, I, I like a lot of these matchups and a lot of shot at finding the end zone. Hunter Henry facing Tennessee, a great, great matchup for him too. Uh, give him the seventh most points. and give him like a touchdown every single week to tight ends. And Hooper himself dominated those guys. So this is a great week for tight ends. Uh, seven guys really you know far up there. Waller facing a very tough matchup against Green Bay. I think they're giving like 29th most points to tight ends. As high volume as he's been, 28th right there. Uh, as high volume as he's been, as great as a role as he has. Ooh, that's tough. Um, and then we got... Over here, Olsen's on by Howard. So this is going to be a tough week at tight end. A lot of owners will be looking to stream, I imagine. I've seen Delaney out there in a lot of leagues. 16th most points for the Chargers, not bad. Graham, this could be a big Graham week. Giving out the 6th most points at tight ends there. Uh, I know he's tough to trust. I know he's been gross kind of all year. Um, so ultimately... I don't hate Everett. I think that the Falcons have been actually pretty decent against tight ends. Um, why is Everett so? Oh, 10th most points. So Everett right up there in your top weekly plays. I'd rather have that athleticism instead of Jimmy Graham, actually. So I stand corrected on that. Chicago, if there's ever been a spot they get beat, it is the tight end. So let's go, you know, him. I just don't want anything to do with Delaney Walker. Let's be real here. Um so that's kind of like my my last end of tight ends. Darren Waller, 8. Everett, 9. Graham, 10. Cook, 11. Walker, 12. Hawkinson, 13. What else do we have here for comments? Henry's great, but made of glass. Be careful with that guy. I agree, Austin, but as long as he's out there, uh, I'm going to have him in my lineup. You can't turn him down, especially when the matchup's as ripe as it is against Tennessee. Um, sorry with the questions, but I can't go to the husband since he's in my league, too. Randy, why are you asking? Why are you saying sorry? Well, I do this show so you guys can ask questions and interact with me. I love the connection. I love the talk uh, with you guys each and every week. Don't you dare apologize, Randy. I'm insulted that you think you need to apologize to me. Come on. Come on. Don't be doing that shit. Um, what do you think about a trade of mine, Coleman, for Juju Smith-Schuster? I have Connor, Gurley, Mack, Hyde. Wide receivers I have are Adam Thielen, Larry Fitz, AJ Green. I definitely think you need to make a move for a wide receiver. Uh, nothing sexy about that group you have, Rio. That all being said, I don't know how I feel about Juju rest of the year. The name is great. The talent is there. But Mason Rudolph and Duck at quarterback has been ugly. Granted, he did look better with uh, Mason Rudolph a couple weeks ago. And he should be back after the bye. So that could be a fair buy low. But I really like Kevin uh, Tevin Coleman moving forward. He's got that goal line roll on lock. And he's a great weekly bet for a touchdown because of that. 
Uh, that zone blocking scheme still operating great even without use Chuck and their right tackle there. Not quite as efficient as we've come to know them for. But he's he's the lead guy there, especially at the stripe, Tevin Coleman. I don't think I'd be selling that guy. Uh, not for Juju Smith-Schuster, at least. I think he can get a little bit more. I don't know if you've already pulled the trigger on that. And uh, if you did, it's not horrible. I could see the case for Juju rest of season. But I'm not a big fan. I, I, I'm not sitting here thinking you have to do that by any means. Um, Austin saying, Ricky Seals-Jones grabbed him this week. If possible, just so you have near future. Browns coming out strong after the bye. I mean, the Browns schedule is pretty tough. Uh, I don't know how Ricky Seals-Jones is, is. I know he made some plays. Um, but New England, Denver, Buffalo. Then he gets a nice stretch run. You know, Pittsburgh twice, Arizona once. So I can see that. But you're, you're looking at th- the bye and then three more weeks till you could actually maybe use this guy. What did he? What did he exactly do these last two? So 14 and 11. I mean, that's a decent name to point out, Austin. Um, so I'm glad you mentioned him. I, I didn't realize he's been that good, that that quality. But you also look zero and one sandwiched in between those fourteen and eleven. I guess again, tight end. That's kind of the nature of the beast. You don't know what you're going to get any given week. Uh, but you know that that's tricky to to truly. Can you actually throw in Ricky Seals Jones with any confidence with? Four, you know, a bye week and three straight tough matchups. I don't know if I'm going to be sitting this guy on my bench for four straight weeks. But a name worth throwing out just because of what he's been doing. Um, Giuseppe, my dude, what's up? Got offered Kelsey, Michelle, A-Rob for Ingram, Edelman, and Hyde, PPR, your opinion? I look at that one and I don't know. I just don't see a clear-cut winner there. I mean, Ingram and Kelsey, Kelsey's the, the edge there. Uh, but it, how big is that edge? I'm not too sure. Michelle versus Edelman. I would much rather have Edelman over him or A-Rob. And then Hyde's been really, really solid. 20-plus weekly touches. I don't know that I, I get rid of... Uh, you're not a clear winner. And I'm not going to do a trade unless I feel like I'm clearly winning in it. Ultimately, Kelsey, I do think is a decent buy low. I think he could really turn things on for the rest of the season. But I don't love that. I, I'm not not a huge fan. It just doesn't feel like you're clearly winning. No Waller on tier one guy's been stout. I agree, Austin. You know, target volume has been there, but Green Bay has been monstrous against tight ends. So I don't love Waller this week uh, compared to the matchups and the volume that these guys see. He's just a little step below, more so in line with some of these other names. Um, you know, Hawkinson, I think I'd have a little bit higher here. I might be a little bit too bought into to Jared Cook. How have they been at tight ends? Um, where are you, Jared Cook? There you are. Yeah, 15th, so middle of the pack. And then you got Arizona, Atlanta, Tampa Bay coming back. So that could be a good buy low there, especially with Breeze maybe coming back too. Mike Keenan, I have Henry and Ingram. Assuming Ingram plays, should I flex Henry over Sutton? All have juicy matchups. That is tough, man. Uh, I do love that Kansas City matchup for Sutton, and he's really been getting it done. But the tight ends, I mean, that could be the week to go back-to-back tight ends, Ingram, uh, Henry. But you got to also be wary of um, the fact that Sutton plays on Thursday night. So you'd have to make that decision, and we might not know what Ingram's status is until after Thursday night. So that's one to check back in. If We'll do our live broadcast Thursday right around 7.30. So if you're able to check back in, Mike, let us know because I'll, I'll have to look back at that one because I do love all those matchups for sure. I know I'm thinking the same about Juju. It's not good stock right now. Thank you for the feedback. I'm glad you haven't pulled that trigger because I do love Coleman. I just don't know how I feel. Real husband is tired, tired of Josh Gordon and wants to pick one of three wide receivers up going forward. Kirk, Diggs, or Anderson. How are those guys on your waiver wire? Uh, but this week, uh, I mean, you can't play Anderson this week because he's got New England. Kirk is the best matchup. I think I have him the highest for this single week. But who would I want to own out of those guys for the rest of season? Would probably be Diggs, followed quickly by Robbie Anderson. Uh, that matchup calendar for Robbie Anderson after New England becomes so, so soft. So I really like uh, Anderson moving forward. Probably the most out of these guys if it's like rest of season, but for a one-week rental. And honestly, I think Kirk might be the best play this week. But then Diggs gets washed in the next week. So you're looking at a rotation there, in my opinion. But yeah, I'd be, I would have any of those three above Josh Gordon, rest of season, Brandy. Uh, he's been such a headache at this point. It's all just name namesake at this point. There's no reason to have him anywhere in your lineups. 
Alrighty, let's wrap up tight end. Uh, in terms of these streamers, I like Dawson Knox. Not getting the love I think he deserves. Um, athletic guy, showing a good rapport with uh, with Josh Allen. I think that offense is going to move the ball at will. Could easily see a touchdown for Dawson Knox. Uh, looking at the matchup calendar here, you know, Ebron down here at 18. Houston very stout against tight ends, it looks like. Uh, so sneaky, not a great play. How is Everett rest of the season ranked below, you know, Vance fucking McDonald? That's a just complete embarrassment. Um, Jimmy Graham's matchup again, as we said, pretty juicy. In terms of streamers, you know, Goddard, maybe he finds the end zone, but that's risky to, to rely on. Um, Noah Fant, the ninth most points to tight ends, Kansas City. So that's maybe a stream, but we've only really seen one decent game out of that guy. Where is Knox? How is the Knox matchup? This week, Miami 11th most points, so I'd rather stream him if going someone. Fuck Tyler Eifert. That guy is a useless bag of dirt. Um, so, yeah, I feel decent. Let's get Noah Fant a little higher up on that streaming radar. Uh, Witten a little more reliable than either of these guys. So I'll have Witten at 15, Knox at uh, Witten 14, Knox 15, Fant 16, Ebron hoping for a touchdown 17. Uh, maybe Fells. Uh, who you can't really trust any of those. Uh, so maybe it's Luke Wilson that uh, a streamer there. Alrighty, guys. So that's it for tight ends. Let's quickly run through defenses because I do know that's one of the ones that it fluctuates every single week. If you have any last minute questions, I'll be on for maybe five more minutes getting through defenses and kickers. So get any last minute questions you have in. Uh, let me know how I can help you out. But Buffalo this week has to be right up there with your top defenses. You can't have New England, though, below anywhere other than number one. They've been just that good. Even with Buffalo, a much juicier matchup. San Fran, I like with Washington as a matchup this week as well. Uh, They have the Bears at four facing Teddy Bridgewater. He just doesn't turn the ball over, though. I don't know how much upside I see with that. Uh, Jaguars facing Cincy. That defense hasn't been great, but I I wouldn't be shocked to see Ramsey come back uh, facing this bad team and that defense kind of having a nice day. That's a solid stream, in my opinion. I like the Titans. Uh, That defense has been getting it done, and the Chargers have been turning the ball over quite heavily. But, man, the matchups at defense really aren't all that nice this week. Um, You know, yeah, you got teams like Tampa Bay, who you love to stream against, uh, no longer available this week. Let me go to the matchup calendar for defenses, though. See if there's any uh, unearthed gems that I'm not considering for week seven so yeah Patriots the Jets I mean they give them the number two that's obviously inflated with Luke Falk just sucking up all over the place uh but yeah Washington you got a clear-cut top three here since he not far away giving up the eighth most points the Vikings Detroit not a bad matchup Vikings one of the more overrated units in the league in my opinion uh Giants Cardinals maybe you stream the Cardinals they got Peterson coming back They've been pretty turnover prone. Buffalo giving up the third most points, but that's against Miami. So some of these juicy matchups uh, won't go utilized this week. And then, you know, it's just kind of ugly from there. Maybe the Rams, that they're on the road though. They haven't been much. And they gave, they gave up a bunch of their secondary this week. Hashtag Patriots. There you go. Uh, Witten or Knox. <laughs> it literally came down to 15 and 16. Uh, Danny Jennings, you're in a fucking terrible spot, my friend. I like the upside of Knox a little bit more, if I'm going to be real with you. Uh, I think he's just is funner to throw out there. Uh, let's get Chicago just a little higher here. Jacksonville, a team to look at on the waiver wire. I actually think the Saints uh, against Chicago, whether it's Trubisky, whether it's Chase Daniels, that Saints D has really started to get it together. So they need to be more respected than they are on these rankings right here. The Eagles will come down to, you know, is Cooper there? Tacos and tequila, baby. That's what I love to hear, Denny Jennings. My favorite fucking combo for a Thursday. The absolute goat. Um, Green Bay. Uh, Oakland, you know, that's not a horrible matchup. But they, they've surprisingly been pretty careful with the ball, uh, even though that defense has been solid. So I'm going to cut this off. There's like a clear seven number one defenses, in my opinion. And then you're just kind of you know, living on prayers here. I don't like the Lions. I think Dalvin Cooks will destroy those guys. So let me get 
Dallas above them. Kansas City, I mean, Denver's nothing special on offense. Um, like I said, the Rams, even though they traded away a bunch of people, uh, that's not a great matchup either, though. So, yeah, it's a it's an ugly week for defenses. Um, so you really got to shoot to try to get Jacksonville or New Orleans off the waiver wire, throw a few bucks their way. I, you know, I lost Carolina to bye week this week, so that's tricky. I don't hate the Chiefs as maybe a, a touchdown, you know, hoping for something special teamsy there. Uh, I don't love the Rams. Yeah, this is this is hideous. This is ugly. Um, maybe the Chargers. They've been bad on defense, though. All those injuries have really caught up with them. Uh, Ravens, one of the more overrated defensive units. So, uh, maybe it's the Texans that, that can get there. Seattle, nothing special. So now I'm just looking, you know, Cardinals against the Giants with Peterson coming back. Maybe that's something that they, they get right. Uh, Broncos against KC at home. Maybe that's a sneaky pick six. I don't know. Defenses are real ugly this week, folks. Um, keep Carolina through bye week. I don't know that you have to. Let me just check their calendar real quick. I don't typically keep defenses unless it was like the Patriots right now. Um, the Panthers have been great. San Fran, 20th. And Tennessee, decent matchup. Green Bay. The calendar's nothing overly special that you'd have to hold on to those guys. Um, more so I'm looking at, you know, Jaguars get Cincy than the Jets. That's not bad. The Saints get Chicago than Arizona. Not horrible there. Um, than the bye week. So I always stream defenses unless I truly have one of those absolutely elite options. I mean, Miami's match. I mean, Buffalo right here, Miami, Washington, Cleveland, Miami. That's a juicy matchup. That's a guy I would hold on uh, for a while. And San Fran at this point seems to earn like every week defensive start status too. Um, but none of these teams are, you know, must holds or anything like that. Um, but back-to-back weeks, it looks like Jacksonville might be usable. Panthers, yeah, and San Fran, tough calendar. So no, Austin, I don't think you have to hang on to those guys by any means. Any other defense that could do something this week? Nah, nothing really all that intriguing to me. Maybe the the Raiders, maybe the Giants. The Giants D has been toughening up a little bit. So maybe those guys do something. You're not trusting the Jets, Buffalo. I mean, the Dolphins defense is hideous. So yeah, that that's kind of we'll cut this off at maybe the Raiders do something, but that's ugly. So last but not least, let's fly through some kickers for you guys. And again, last few minutes, get your questions in if you have any. And I am sprinting out of here to get some tacos down my fat gullet. Uh, it's Taco Tuesday, baby. Gotta have it. Um, in terms of kickers, always have Tucker two, Zerlin one. Um, that's just the the lay of the land. Butker, this could be a good week with a stiffer defense. Maybe they pause a little bit more in the red zone. Uh, Crosby, I'm seeing out there in a lot of leagues. I think he's out there in mine right now, and he's a bag of dirt, but uh, he gets it done, and they're facing Oakland, so that's a good matchup. I'd rather have Zane Gonzalez, uh, just with how often that offense just stalls in the red zone. Maybe Mike Nugent's out there after a bye week facing the Jets. That could be a good play. So I like the these as like my top eight. Jason Myers, one of the more overrated guys. He's on the Seahawks offense, which is nice, but they score way more touchdowns. Give me, you know, Will Lutz, just a, one of the more consistent guys. I could see them stalling out a lot. Um, Maher, ugh, he's hideous. Maybe it's a Hoshko week because they're facing Miami. I could see him being a good streamer. I really like Lambo. I mean, he's had a few big days. Get me Myers below some of these options. Fairbane has not been anything close to what he used to be. I, I keep overrating him because of uh, his pedigree, but he's been nothing this year. Uh, in terms of matchups, who's been really generous to kickers? I don't think it really matters each week, but there are some defenses that just you know just stop people in the red zone quite well and give up a ton of points to kickers. Um, Chicago, clearly not one of them, though, with Lutz right there. Goal. Why? How is Tucker the number six? Keep Sly. Now, that's when I might hang on to Austin. Um, Joey Sly has been an absolute monster. I had the, I had the Sly-Carolina uh, D combo last week, so I'm looking at replacements for both of them. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking at Cincy. I'm looking at Lambeau this week. 
we talked about where's you know Hoshka. I I feel like Sly's one where you could just drop and pick right back up though. It really depends on what you're stashing. Miami giving up the eighth most. Um, you know, the, the kicker situation is pretty ugly. Oakland's not really giving up all that much to be honest. Um, Minnesota, so Prater you'd think would be a good option, but nothing overly special. So I'm gonna you know, gotta scan that waiver wire. Nugent against the Jets could be a, a sexy little streamer after he was on bye week this week. Matt Bryant, the Rams giving up the third most points. I know he just kind of boned you, uh, but he he that offense is getting consistent. So I could see him being a decent stream. And then do you really need other options? Like who else? down here is actually worthwhile. I've been talking about Zane Gonzalez, though, so is there any other you know, lower-ranked kicker? Nah, there's nothing I'm looking at. Prater uh, against Minnesota. He's, he's got a leg. Maybe they stall out and they need to use him a bit, but that's about it for kickers. Alrighty, folks, that's it for this show. Uh, I appreciate all the support, as always, from the irregulars like Denny Jennings, Austin Furster. Thank you guys so much, Brandy, coming out. Our next live show will be Thursday at 7.30. Mark that time. Uh, we'll be live for your Thursday night tailgate. And then Sunday, as always, our biggest show, uh, the Sunday tailgate, live at 11. We had a great event at Old Planners. We're hoping to do that again in the near future. But we'll be back in the basement right where I am here. Me and the bald one, rub that head for you. Uh, the crystal ball. Uh, we'll be back there 11 o'clock. So catch any more of those live broadcasts. These rankings will be posted soon on rotostreetjournal.com where we breed and feed fantasy wolves. Uh, we got that app as well for the rankings. Uh, great, obviously, if you search RSJ or Roto Street Journal in your app store. And any reviews you guys are willing to give us on the app, uh, any reviews you're willing to give us, uh, you know, subscribe, reviews on our podcast, that all means the world to us. So if we've helped you at all, please consider giving us a hand. Uh, it's always amazing. But thanks so much for the support, as always. And I am the Wolf at Roto Street Wolf. You can find me, and I am out. Thanks, guys, as always, for tuning in. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. 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 Second down, third effort, touchdown! Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old-fashioned football right there, folks.